welcome to the Falling Dove podcast where I share my short stories and poems. Today's story is about an experience that I had while serving in the military in Iraq. Thank you for listening. Jiggy Jiggy, a day of guard duty on the Euphrates River. Mrs. 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 said the Iraqi teenage boy. I looked up. The sound Mrs. had become like a bird call, a constant background sound that came from the boys on the other side of the wire. What? I said. They giggled. Jiggy Jiggy. I shrugged and looked away. Jiggy Jiggy. Jiggy Jiggy. Jiggy Jiggy. Jiggy Jiggy. Jiggy Jiggy. Mrs. Jiggy Jiggy. Mrs. Jiggy Jiggy. This call continued on and on. Jiggy Jiggy, I said. I inwardly congratulated myself because I had finally learned some of the language. A new word. <laughs> the boys laughed and dropped their shorts and did the hula with their hips on the other side of the fence. I had felt like a mouse in a terrarium the whole time I had been on guard duty. They watched me like I was a stripper, albeit one with a Kevlar helmet on and a uniform, black vest, and 20 pounds of gear on. There were a few things that made the leering worse. When I'm afraid or nervous, I tend to smile. In this part of the world, people don't smile. It would be like walking up to somebody and kissing them full on the lips in the Western world. Yet here I was, walking around with this big goofy grin on my face. They stared intently. After two hours of listening to the Jiggy Jiggy birds, Sergeant Colvin came and told me that it was time to rotate. There were six guard nests to alleviate the tedium. We only sat in each one for two hours during our 12-hour day. My new spot overlooked the river. I saw boys swimming. I saw women carrying large rectangular bags in the distance. There were palm trees and fields. Mrs. Mrs. Buy a Pepsi? (sighs) Pepsi, very, very, very good. Mrs. The boy selling the soda played his part well. I didn't have any cash. I wish I did. It was over 100 degrees, and the way the army dressed me, I'd be comfortable in 50 degree weather. The boys on this side of the water treatment pump that pulled drinking water from the Euphrates River for us, well, these boys were cleaner and better mannered than their neighbors. They wore clean white robes and skull caps instead of t-shirts and shorts. These boys never said jiggy-jiggy. Do you go to school? I asked a white-robed boy. Yes, in Baghdad, he said politely. What are you going to be when you grow up, I asked. I study Islam, he said. Mrs. Buy a knife? Mrs. Mrs. Buy a knife? Came the call of another boy from across the wire. I walked up to the wire and looked at the knives that he had for sale. While walking back to my nest, I saw a small flashlight. Give me flashlight? Knife for flashlight? They pestered me for the flashlight, but I coveted it. I felt guilty for keeping it. Many Iraqis are good at begging. Their hunger is a powerful emotional force. My flashlights were dollar store lights that burned through the batteries. This was a six inch mag light that was far superior in 
I just wanted it. I found it and I wanted it. It was a hard mental battle for me to keep the flashlight when they also wanted the flashlight. On the far side of the site were a group of about 15 men and a little motorcycle roared up. A handsome young man joined the group. It seemed like there were Iraqis on the opposite side of the wire guarding us at the same time that we were guarding them. That makes sense. My two hours next to the river passed and it was time to rotate again. My new nest was overlooking a road and a house. Mrs. 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 Hungry, said an ugly dirty little kid with hair all cropped off in uneven splotches. I only had two MREs for 12 hours. Eating was something that could be used to fill the time. Mrs. Candy, the kid said. I had some mints. I passed the whole bag over the fence. Pew, yuck, too hot, burn my mouth, you give me better candy, the kid said. A cleaner, handsomer boy wandered over. This is my brother, said the ugly kid. How many brothers and sisters do you have, I asked. I have ten brothers, and I live there, the kid pointed proudly to a large two-story square white house. How many sisters do you have? I asked again. I have ten brothers. The other boy wandered away. We sat quietly and I read a Louis L'Amour Western. I examined the 60 caliber gun that was mounted over my fighting position. I hadn't fired one since basic training, but I'd had a few lectures on how to use them. I looked for a safety switch and I lightly touched the little flippers that you push down with your thumbs instead of pulling a trigger. I, I shrugged and sat back down at my steel chair. I heard a 60 caliber rattle in the distance and an echo. I heard a helicopter, a large one, and saw it come around the bend of the river. It was following the course of the river. It was a black hawk with a red cross on the side. It moved faster than normal. Mrs. Mrs. Hungry, baby hungry, food, the kid cried while sitting down in a pile of dust. She kicked and screamed, wah, wah, baby need food, the ugly kid said. I gave in and gave her my MRE. The kid worked for a while trying to tear it open. The kid showed me a package of peanuts. What do you call these? In Arabic, they are a full sodone, the kid said. Peanuts, a full sodone, a full sodone. A full sodone, I said. These no good. The kid took the heater packet from the MRE and threw it away. It's a chemical thing used to heat up the bagged meals. Some of the soldiers had, been, had shown the Iraqis how to make harmless but loud bombs out of it. Now the night watch was terrorized by their own device all night long. I like these, the kid said while scarfing down the package of Skittles that was in the MRE. Once she had eaten the peanuts and the Skittles, she buried the rest of the MRE in the dust and sat down. 
I saw four black robe figures swirl around the side of the house very suspiciously. I moved to the 60 caliber gun and waited nervously. Albeit, I wasn't sure how to use the 60 caliber gun, to be honest, but it seemed like what I was supposed to do when I saw black figured ninja like bad guys swirling around. When I described them to the other guys, they bolstered my fears of black ops super soldiers who act really suspicious. Now I know that they were just women. A thin middle-aged man walked up to my site and stood next to the girl looking at me. This is my dad, Noah, said the kid. That I had worked out. This, I had also worked out that this very ugly kid was a girl, although I thought she was a boy for a while. And Noah did a peculiar thing. He threw me a pomegranate. I went and picked it up because I love pomegranates, and I opened it up and ate. It was green inside, not quite ripe. Uh, what I didn't understand about this interaction is that Noah wasn't being nice or kind. He was saying, jiggy jiggy. Pomegranates are called the forbidden fruit. They're what Persephone ate in the underworld that caused her to be held captive by Hades. They represent sex. To eat one that is given is to accept a marriage proposal, or at least a proposal. I'm guessing the four women I saw were Noah's four wives, so I'm thinking that I'm not wife five. Being culturally unaware is worse than a drunken trip to Vegas. The ugly little girl sat with me for most of the four hours. Towards the end of my shift, she stood up and said, I'm going home. Bye. She walked a few feet to a ditch and picked up a stack of MREs. There were too many for her to carry, and she dropped them a few times before she managed to get them stacked just right. She staggered home. The ache in my stomach told me what a fool I'd been to give her my lunch. I did my four-hour shift overlooking the house because I begged my sergeant not to put me across the wire from the group of men. Sergeant Colvin didn't understand, and he took it as a sign of weakness and fear. I just saw how much more disrespectful the little boys were to me than to anyone else, that I knew that the men would be wretched. My next guard spot was at the front gate. A howitzer tank sat on the other side of the lane. Dogs played around the track. We feed them, and they bark at the ragheads. The Arabs think of the dogs the same way think we think of rats. They don't like them, the sandy-haired young guy dropped down out of the howitzer and played with the dogs. I'd like to take them back to camp with us, but they won't let me. They say that they need shots, the tanker said. Mrs. Mrs. Jiggy Jiggy? Jiggy Jiggy for cigarettes? Mrs. Mrs. Boys called at me and started throwing rocks at my Kevlar helmet. I, I tried to ignore them. The sun was setting and the shadows were growing longer. I heard the imams call to prayer from a mosque across the river. It filled the air with a sacred energy that made me want to cry with reverence. It made me feel guilty for being affected because I was a very devout Christian. It made the beauty around me feel more vibrant. The Arab men on the other side of the wire milled about and chatted casually during this powerful moment of prayer. I guess they were used to it and didn't really hear it anymore. 
They say that people in the Middle East are very devout about observing prayer, but that isn't what I saw. Tick, tick, jiggy jiggy, Mrs. Jiggy jiggy, tick, tick. They were throwing little rocks at me and hit my cavalier, making the ticking sound. I lost my temper and grabbed a handful of gravel from the road and swirled around with a red face. Cuff, which means stop. I didn't throw my handful of rocks, I held them and went back to the box at the gate. The harassment escalated. Sergeant Colvin walked up while they were throwing rocks at me and saying jiggy jiggy. He was a very large African-American man. Jiggy jiggy, Sergeant Colvin said in his deep bass voice. The boy's eyes got wide, he squealed and ran away. <laughs> He laughed. My day of guard duty was over.